0: Good morning, and welcome to a chat in the garden with Monique A.J. Smith, where Significance Blooms in Athletics and Sports, right here on Survival Radio Network. Well, I want to uh, really ask you to continue to pray for our CEO, Clark Garrison of Survival Radio. Uh, Pray that he has a speedy recovery and can join us back here in the garden. Um. Hey, you know, I like to give you resources, and uh, hey, I love books because guess what? Number one, leaders are readers, and books, which I call reads, reads are seeds. And, uh, you know, that's something um, when you want to give somebody advice, but you know they don't take it from an individual, give them the book. When you give them the book, they take ownership of it. So, one of those books, which I think is really timely uh with kids signing and uh kids preparing more importantly uh for their professional life uh whether that be on the pro side or uh wanting to be uh uh a support person for the pro life what I'm speaking of those people who want to be in sports management and and I have so many students who want to be a sports agent, but guess what? They really don't know what it all takes. And so uh, I say to them to get this book so you can understand the life of a professional athlete and what their needs would be. And and can you meet them? Can you meet them? You know, would you be really surprised um, that that even if you are the person who manages their home, that you are – the NCA considers you like an agent. If you're a publicist, they consider you as an agent. Um, And so, uh, but, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, if you want to be in real estate, that you can actually serve uh, the professional athletes depending upon where you service that. How did I find that out? How did I discover that? How did I even deep dive? I got it from this book, y'all. I got it from Surviving the Lights, a Professional Athlete's Playbook to avoid the Curse. And so, yes, the book is targeted for the, the athlete. However, I'm singing to you as a resource because your students come to you asking for advice. And, um, you know, you may not have walked those shoes or have anybody else you know that went pro. But here's a book to be, be able to speed up your um, your experiences, and um, can be a resource for your student-athlete because research says that um, young people will receive information from their peers, more so from a mentee. And so the book has several peer uh, um, interviews in there about what they wish they had known. So Surviving the Lights, a professional athlete's playbook to run the curse, uh can be found on Amazon in three different formats ebook I love ebooks my favorite audio books and uh paperback so um there's no excuse you say you don't have time. get the audio book, listen to it, and uh you know again uh. She is a great resource for the garden. She's one of our media partners. Uh, she helps pay for us to be on the air, so we need to invest with those who invest in us. And uh, more importantly, more importantly, um, the NCA—I mean, not NCA—the the NFL purchased her books for all of the uh, participants in the Celebration Bowl. So, if the NFL finds value in the book, that's an endorsement enough that you need to have this one on your bookshelf. Okay, so again, Amazon.com, Surviving the Lights, a professional athlete's playbook to avoid the curse by Tawana Smith. Another one of our media partners who is tearing up, I know he got some frequent flyer miles. Every time I turn on my social media, he's at a different campus. So that's social proof enough that he definitely is the person to come to your campus to educate all of your student-athletes on financial literacy. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I need to post another place he was just at this week. Uh, the financial literacy coach is 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 crucial. Uh, matter of fact, I am covering um, uh, financing in the Advanced Academy. The Advanced Academy is a subscription um uh, base group that I have um, that I help those who want to get their first job in athletics or advance in athletics and uh, the last quarter we were talking about um, negotiating and so when I asked the, the group what was their walking away point financially they couldn't answer it I said oh no wait a minute you gotta know your numbers you gotta know your numbers and so I said well let me concentrate on uh some financial backing, um, and so here's the thing: many of you are with students. How many people receive financial financial literacy information when you were in college? So, if that's you, if you raising your hand, you are nodding your head, that means you need to do differently for your student athletes. You need to bring Eric Smith to your campus. You really do. Uh, financial Literacy is how you found him. It's called the Financial Literacy coach.com. Or you can call him 770 527 4380. Again, 770 527 4380. And I tell you, uh, if you want to take a, uh, a slim test to see if you need to bring him, Ask your student athletes have they ever written a check? Look at the looks of blankness that follows them. Yes, you need to show them how to write a check and four uh, hundred one k's. Because uh, guess what? There'll be no more pensions by the time they get to work. Um, and 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 even if you don't have a four hundred one k, how do you do your own? Uh, planning for retirement. Which, to be honest with you, no one's going to be really retiring. Everybody's going to be seeking uh, additional income streams. So, But you still need to put some money away. And how do you uh, fix that tax bracket? All those things. If, If my conversation right now is going over your head, you know, the financial literacy coach also does staff development as well. So when he came to Hampton, he did both. He did the student athletes and the staff. And I think, uh, again, uh, you can't pass up this opportunity. Uh, And guess what? You know, here's the beautiful thing. You know, sometimes you get some some financial literacy information from a bank, you know, from a broker, or, or even from an insurance company. But Eric doesn't have such a thing. He's not trying to sell you any kind of product so you feel safe and asking all the questions uh, without feeling that you make yourself vulnerable. So Eric Smith is the man to bring to your campus for your student athletes and your staff, um, and especially if you have a young staff um, because they don't know. I mean, how they, they don't understand that 401K is free money. You don't know what I'm talking about? Bring the Financial Literacy Coach to your campus. 770-527-4380. Come join me in New Orleans, people. I'm at the Women in Sports Forum. I'm actually speaking. You know, sometimes I just attend and tell you to come join me. But this time I am speaking, and I'm talking about the power of who. I am I'm know many of you all have have uh, probably read this book, but how do you develop the power of who for you? Um, And, um, you know, how you maximize uh, all those likes and connections you have on LinkedIn. It's not enough just to be able to, uh, uh, you know, say I know so-and-so on LinkedIn. And, you know, matter of fact, I had someone to reach out to me and ask me uh, to introduce them to somebody. And in my mind, I don't even know you. So how am I going to introduce you to somebody else I really don't even know myself? Uh, And so, you know, that kind of, I tell all my students to do LinkedIn, but what is it uh, that you need some more of that connection than just a a, a like? That's a start. So I'm going to be talking about that at um, uh, the Women in Sports Forum in New Orleans, March 27th. There are only twenty seats left, y'all only twenty seats left, so if you want to be there and it's me and at least a dozen of other speakers, so you don't want to miss it and I believe the the theme is protecting your brand and um, yeah and and I tell I'm telling all of you all you are branding yourself, yes, you represent your institution, but you are a brand now you can tell it's when people come up to you when you're at these conferences. And say, hey, I know you. Uh, when I was in Miami for um, the the sports brunch, uh, a connection with the Super Bowl, I had like four or five women to come up to me. Now I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm very friendly and I'm all connected. But their brand, some of their brands were not bold enough for me to know who they were. And I'm not meaning like you had to have a top job. Just how do you brand yourself on social media to be known? And all you had to do, if you're a member of the Garden, all you have to do is comment, and your name will pop up in your your face. That's all. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I'm going to tell you all, these young girls are getting it done. These young women, they know how to brand themselves. They, They have an internship, and they'll, post a a LinkedIn post about their experience, and you see their name. And I'm always trying to get you to understand, your name should be more prominent than your name with the institution. Because in today's world, you want to be known as your name and dot, dot, dot the institution, not just a comma in the institution. Because you are more than... um, you know where you're working, because your experiences you take them wherever you go, and people want to know what you know. People want to know what you know, so you need to be able to brand yourself. So join me, join me, um, March twenty seventh in New Orleans at the Women in Sports Forum. Only twenty seats left. How do you get those 20, one of those twenty seats? You go to eventbrite.com dot com and go to women in sports form. Again, eventbright.com women in sports form. So, um I'm I'm my spring is kinda um booking up. So I just got a couple of places else I wanna be at just thought I might Because you do know when I go to different cities I do like to connect with folks and um either before or after or meet me at the event. Uh and you might know I might have something for you. March the first I have a book signing in Social in Richmond, Virginia. Again, March 1st, book signing in Social in Richmond, Virginia, to five. Space is limited because the venue is uh, quite intimate. Uh, how do you get information about that? You go to removingtheface.com. Again, removingtheface.com. And I will be speaking about my chapter, uh, which is uh, – interesting enough for everybody here, the public figure mask. The public figure mask. Exit stage left. And if you want to know what that's all about, you need to come to the book signing. Uh, then I will be April the 3rd, April the 3rd, uh, it's on a book talk with the female student-athletes of Langston University. Uh, Again, a book talk with the female student-athletes of Langston University. Um, I was so pleased that um, A.D. Rogers uh, from Langston uh, said she wanted to buy the books for um, her female student-athletes and wanted me to have a discussion with her. So instead of uh, the title of the book, I'm calling it um, We Got Now, Not Next. We got now, and now, and not next. Um, so, you know, if you want to do something very similar to that, um, give me a shout out at Monique AJ Smith at info. Again, that's Monique AJ Smith uh, at info. All right, and then uh, the close out the month of April, April the eighth. I'm at Delaware State, Delaware State in Dover, Delaware. I'm doing both a staff retreat and a student-athlete workshop. Looking forward to that immensely. And then April 22nd, I'm in Petersburg, Virginia, back in Petersburg, uh, doing a career day uh, for a, um, I forgot the name of it. Uh, i am try to find it in a, in a second. Um, a career day with a young um, social group for young girls. Um, it's an empowerment group, and, uh, you know, you never know. I was at home. I'm from Waverly, Virginia, and uh, I was at home, went to our favorite uh, restaurant called for the Virginia Diner, and uh, one of my homegirls' children saw me. She says, oh, I need you to come speak to my, my girls' group. Um, I'm going to send you a link. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll be glad to do it. I always have a good reason to go home, and so I'm excited about that. Uh actually, when she asked me, I thought it was the high school career day, but I'm only sharing that to say, you know, when and she's a school teacher, but you know, when you get involved with young people, you know, it's important to share with them the non-traditional roles. So just like me, you can go out there and share what you do. And you'd be really, really, really surprised of what kind of seeds you would plant Because, um, you know uh there there there's some research that say that um career choices or majors are are really influenced by the t v and so how many individuals do you know that may be in their twenties now when c s i came out forensics and whatnot that was the big thing and all kids want to do that you know before um i can remember i got uh, uh well i can I, I definitely want to be a bionic woman okay just to be clear about that but something about uh spies and 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 you know uh 007 uh but you but you really saw females so when you saw females in these roles most of them were nurses okay especially if you watched the stories you know, everything was associated with the hospital, and you want to be a nurse. So what I'm saying to you is expand, expand the horizons for our young people. Let them see what you do. And so even if they haven't asked you, go ahead and invite yourself. You know, I would love to come and talk about my day-to-day, okay? And I know you say you're busy. I get it. But just trying to find a way, because I'm telling you, here's here's the thing. It's going to do you more good than it does them, I'm here to tell you, because it it gives you purpose. And when you have purpose, that reminds you why you're here when you hit them rough patches. Now, I just want to just double back just a second about my branding conversation. And if you say, I don't know how to brand myself. I don't know what she's really talking about. Well, I have a resource for you. Danielle Wright has a program for you for 2020. Branding you right, only 10 spots. Only 10 spots. She has a whole program that she's going to do for you. Branding you right. Only 10 spots. The deadline is February the 16th, which I believe that's Sunday. Um, because you're listening to the chat in the garden, you can use the code chat twenty twenty at checkout to get a hundred dollars off. Uh, to register, go to branding you right now. Right is W R I G H T, so branding you dot com. I highly recommend Danielle. I definitely have um, shared her information with several. Um, Uh, individuals who were starting a business. Um, Some of my clients who are members of the Speakers Bureau, uh, they actually uh, have used her for for logos, uh, for landing pages, uh, all that kind of good stuff. And so um, I'm glad she's created this program. So that means she's not just doing a – it's not just um, uh, trans-actional meaning Uh, that you just give her some money, she creates a product. She's going to walk you through how to create your mind to say, I'm a brand. And that's really important, people. You really need to understand that. Uh, I'm not saying go out here and write a book, but I am saying uh, being able for people to, when people are looking for a speaker in a certain area, even if it's just what I just said about a career fair, you know, how can they find you? And know this is what your, your niche is. How how are you branded? Okay. So those are my resources. Uh, I have several questions for our guest today. So I am going to take all the commercials up front, and when I come back, when I come back, you're going to meet our phenomenal guest today that I have got like three pages of questions. So we take a little short break right here on the Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith.
1: Hi, this is Eric Smith, also known as the Financial Literacy Coach or the Money Coach. You know, financial literacy is the one life skill that every single one of your students is going to need in life. Without financial literacy, their life will be much more difficult, but with it, it's going to be much better. And there's no one better to increase financial literacy than the Financial Literacy Coach. We can be reached at area Coach 770-527-527. Four three eight zero by email at eric at Coach dot com. One more time by phone that's area code seven seven zero five two seven four three eight zero and by email eric at Coach dot
0: com. I wish you the best. Hi, are you frustrated at work? Do you want to know how to position yourself for promotion? Queen's Moves is the workshop for you. Why? Because as women, we need to know our value, be confident in our options, and seize opportunities when they come along, just like a well-played queen in the game of chess. My name is Michelle Larkin of Yumi Connections, and I have developed this online workshop to teach you how to think strategically, develop a personal strategy, build confidence, and create professional momentum. I encourage you to visit net for more details and more information about signing up and registering. This course will equip and inspire you to move like the queen that you are. Classes start November 1st. Royal Court for Us, established in 2017, is a jewelry and apparel company. Our bracelets and clothing designs use vibrant colors and come with their own purpose and meaning. Our company focused on empowering, inspiring, unifying, and reminding each other that we come from loyalty, that we are strong and powerful, and it's imperative that we support each other. So check us out on Instagram at Royal Court for Us or our website at www.royalcourtforus.com. 14 years as a professional athlete, and I never once went into a game without a plan. But when it came to the money game, I had no clue where to start. If you're feeling the same way, I would like to help you evaluate, plan, and execute your way to victory in your finances. I'm Nakia Sanford, Regional Vice President with Primerica Financial Services. Give me a call, 404-940-9887. That's 404-940-9887. It helps to have a pro on your team.
1: Why do colleges support student-athletes pursuing every profession except professional sports? Why are they treated as the students when they're athletes, knowing that they need help surviving the lights? I'm Tawana Smith, and as a former Division I and pro-athlete and now best-selling author, I've created a transition system specifically for student-athletes called Surviving the Lights. For more information, visit www.survivingthelights.com to learn how we can change the game together.
0: Welcome back. I'm your host, Monique A.J. Smith, here in the garden with is Blooms and Athletics and Sports on Survival Radio Network. Well, I am delighted and delighted to bring our guests in for today. Kelsey Harris uh, is, works for the ACC uh, with the Women's Basketball and so I'm gonna allow her to talk about her career path. But welcome to the garden, Kelsey. Thank you so much for having me, Monique. I'm really glad to be here. Do you hear your cheers?
1: Yes, I do hear the cheers.
0: <laughs> huh? You know what I'm saying? That's what we do here. We celebrate each other. <laughs> so I got Thanks a slew of questions. Me. Yes. Got a slew of questions. So we're going to start with your journey from college to your current position.
1: All right. Um, so I attended Elon University um, in North Carolina. I was a women's basketball student athlete um, and also double majored in sport management and psychology. Um, mm-hmm. While I was in, in college, I, you know, dabbled in a bunch of different areas. Um, internships were, were a huge part of my experience. I interned with our academic support office in athletics I interned with our facilities and residence life department um, and then also had the opportunity to intern with the uh, New York Red Bulls um, Major League Soccer organization in, oh. in New York um, as an operations intern. So that was kind of my first real sneak peek into the operations um, lifestyle. So when I graduated from Elon um, in 2014, I then was pursuing opportunities to play basketball overseas, um, and had discovered a program called Sport Changes Life, um, Mm -hmm. which has a program over in Ireland. Um, It's headquartered in in Ireland, based in Ireland, um, and has partners with universities in that country where I was able to pursue my master's degree, get my master's degree paid for, um, had the opportunity to play basketball professionally and on their college level, as well as coach in the community with their with their club organizations as well. So that experience um, took me to Ireland, to to Limerick, Ireland, um, for the year after my uh, graduation from Elon. Uh, had had exposure to just about any and everything over there for for that next year, um, and then actually. Went back a second year to continue to play professionally over there um, for a second season. Um, Once that second season ended, um, I had been kind of going back and forth, debating, had some little nagging injuries as well, knew that I couldn't play basketball forever, um, and was looking um, into either coaching or getting into athletic administration. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was pursuing opportunities on both sides, and um, had already heard about the NCA Postgraduate Internship Program from mm-hmm. um, various individuals. Actually, my, my SWA at Elon, um, Faith Shear was a former PGIP member um, in the '90s, and she had actually, you know, told me about the program beforehand. Um, so I pursued that um, opportunity um, and was, you know, able to get into that program. Um, for the 2016-2017 cohort. So I was um, a member of the NTA postgraduate internship program cohort with the women's basketball department specifically uh, and had the chance to work with um, ancillary events um, for the Division I Women's Final Four in Dallas, Mm -hmm. Um, had the chance to assist with Division II um, regionals and Elite Eights, had the chance to see the NCAA headquarters um and, and just how the the national perspective of college athletics um really comes together at that forefront um and, and just learn as much and soak in as much as possible um from the women's basketball staff and just other staff members at the national headquarters. So through that wow. experience, yeah. It it was hands down one of the most pivotal experiences for me. Um, I I was exposed to uh, NCAA committee members, to um, you know the governance structure, to uh, just just having a, a broader understanding of of the college athletic structure, mm-hmm. and and just the connections that I made um, just by you know even branching out of my women's basketball kind of uh, role, but being able to you know go to lunch with. Someone who's an a m a or academic and membership affairs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um in different departments and and just try to branch out of that and meet other people at the- at the office um and still have those connections today um so so that experience was was phenomenal for me and and through those connections actually you know the the internship program is a is a year long program um so I was towards the end of my year you know debating and and knowing that The final four was the build-up of of my culmination of my internship experience, you know, uh, wanting to figure out where I wanted to go after that. And lo and behold, um, this ACC women's basketball position opened up a month before my internship year ended. Mm -hmm. So through my connections with the the NCAA Women's Basketball Committee um, and, and work with those individuals, um, they, uh, Norlin Finch who was our previous senior associate commissioner of, okay. of ACC women's basketball and former NCAA committee member had reached mm. out to to NCAA committee members to let them know that there would be a position opening um, and just kind of got it on my radar and I was able to apply interview um, and, and am currently in, in that role today
0: Wow, you just named some of my real good uh friends there.
1: <laughs>
0: Faith, I've known Faith since she uh actually worked for the N T A was an intern there. Mm-hmm. And uh got her first um um administrative position at North Carolina Central University mm-hmm. way back in the day. And uh and, and uh, Nora and I served on uh women leaders uh board together, and I believe the Honda Award. I can't I, – all the all the committees start running together there for a moment there. But, yeah, it was great, great, great. So um, you ready for your questions?
1: I am ready. You said you have three pages of questions for me? Yes, I do.
0: <laughs> yes, let's roll. So Kayla Shea uh, Mendez of uh, Women, Leaders, in College Sports has several questions. Okay. She says, as an invisible mentor – what is one piece of advice that you would give to listeners? And she wants to clarify what a, an invisible mentor is a unique leader you can learn things from by observing from a distance. So that's the first question.
1: Okay. A few things to, to give to individuals. Um, okay. She
0: said, she said one piece of advice that you would give to listeners. Okay. As an invisible I, mentor.
1: Okay. I would say to... Um, probably just to to hone in and really listen um, to their experience and understand that uh, everybody's path is different Mm -hmm. Um, and being able to understand that my path is not the same as any of my coworkers' paths or anyone else's and that um, there are always tidbits that you can continue to learn from other people. Mm -hmm. and apply them in different ways along your own journey. Um, And that is something that I'm, you know, currently learning day by day, you know, trying to soak in information from my peers, from my own mentors, um, from my bosses, former bosses. Mm -hmm. um, How can I continue to learn um, and to soak in that knowledge but also know when to apply that knowledge and also know um, that, A, timing is a very important piece of the puzzle as well. Mm-hmm. Um but and, and to just not get discouraged, you know, if, if the timing isn't always right. But just to overall understand that um everyone's path is different and there's no right or wrong mm-hmm. way to get to where your ultimate goal may, may be. This is true.
0: Her next question. If you have an opportunity to start your career over knowing what you know and now what would you do differently?
1: I would probably um probably start my um internships and and maybe integration into the on campus athletics mm-hmm. um role a little bit earlier. You mm-hmm. know, I uh <laughs> looking back now and and I'm not sure if everyone realizes this, but our, our ACZ headquarters are located in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon University is 20 minutes from Greensboro, so my mm-hmm. alma mater is 20 minutes away. So I still, you know, go back for women's basketball games. I've I've been to either four or five this season. I see Faith Shearer. I see I see our athletic director Dave Blank, um, and and go back and you know realize that as a student athlete, you know I didn't fully mm-hmm. understand. What the administrators' roles were on our, on our campus until it was you know junior and senior year, but um, you know having a different perspective or a different lens while I was a student athlete and and you know really maybe just asking more questions at an earlier point in time, um, mm-hmm. that that's probably where I would I would have started and maybe that would have you know helped me just a little bit earlier to kind of get a broader perspective.
0: What do you think is the most significant barrier to female leadership?
1: I think the most significant barrier to female leadership, one second, sorry, um, would be uh, visibility. I think that is one barrier. Um, and I think just uh I think that's also visibility. Visibility, I think, is, is just one thing that can encompass a lot of other aspects. Um, but being visible as a leader, being mm-hmm. visible to to others who may also have leadership roles, but I think just being able to be seen as a woman in a leadership role. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes in a conference office setting, you know, you're not uh, – you're not as visible to all your institutional constituents you know mm-hmm. every single day, mm-hmm. and so at least in our office we 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 make a point to visit our institutions, and we're blessed to have so many that are close by to our mm-hmm. headquarters as well but um how do I become a visible piece so so that people know that I am in this role and that mm-hmm. um you know a person of color, a woman of color, and you know at conferences or um other programs of of that sort like how, how do I become a visible um role in in that leadership wheel and and visibility and in speaking and making sure that others are listening is are, are the next steps as well but um i i would probably say visibility to to begin well, with I,
0: I hope you use this um replay as a way to uh become visible because mm-hmm. we appreciate you saying yes and this is one of those uh, strategies to help brand and become visible for the women of color in women athletics.
1: Right, right, absolutely. And I mean, this podcast is 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 amazing. Um, just so, hats off to you, Monique. Just to thank you, put a thank little plug in there.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, here is uh, uh, Jasmine Jasmine Cobe. Uh, what is some advice you received along your journey that you feel planted, played a vital part in your career
1: some advice that i received um a long time ago and <laughs> <laughs> i i would uh a, a lot of advice and a lot of things that i i think have grounded me today as a as a you know professional and my personal life um has come from p- playing sports you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, growing up, I played every sport imaginable. I played, you know, basketball and soccer were my, our two main sports. Mm -hmm. Um, I played soccer all the way through high school, um, and continued on with basketball, but I'd say, um, just from multiple basketball coaches, the, the understanding that, um, there is a, a bigger plan and that, uh, Sometimes, you know, you're going to encounter adversity, bumps and bruises, um, but positivity, I think, goes a long way, uh-huh. and especially uh-huh. in how you do your job and if you're interacting with other people. the way, You know, one of, um, one of the quotes we have downstairs in our office is, you know, people remember how you make them feel, um, uh-huh. and, and, and just how you interact with those around you goes a long way. Um, and so that's that's just one thing that I I keep in mind whenever, you know, I'm talking to our institutional administrators, our coaches, um, my coworkers, you know, wh- whoever I may interact with, you know, even if I'm I'm not having a bad if I'm if I'm having a bad day or it, it's you know things things of that sort don't matter because you only have you know one chance to make a first impression, okay. and and that goes a long way. So I think that's just one thing that I I try to embody um, every day, and it's you know a small thing, but uh, I, I I believe that it goes a long way.
0: Well, Andrea Williams, who is the COO of College Football Playoff, mm-hmm. um, she says, uh, "Would you kind of answer this, the first part? What mentors have helped navigate your career path? Mm-hmm. How have you paid it forward to other young administrators?" Is my question.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so thank you, Andre Williams, for that question. Um, right now, um, I mentioned that, you know, Elon, my alma mater, is, is 20 minutes away. So that has been a, a great way for me to give back specifically to to those, those students within the sport management department. Uh-huh. Um, so I am involved in a fairly new um, initiative that they have on campus called Women Influencers in Sport. Mm-hmm. Um, where yes, they it was with, within the sport management department, um, and they pair up mentors within the professional field with mentees that are current mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is my second year in that program, and actually one of my mentees is a, a member of the Elon women's basketball team. So just mm-hmm. um, kind of maybe a twofold kind of mentorship, mm-hmm. um, but that experience um, you know just because my geograf- geographical location um, has has been you know very, very profound for me and just being able to keep that connection mm-hmm. um, to to my alma mater and to um, you know campus life. but but even still, just from that experience, uh, my NCA postgraduate internship program you know alum and, and, and current pro- cohort members, uh, I'm not sure if people realize, but as a member of, of the PGIP program, you have the chance to um, plan and, and take your own professional development trip while mm-hmm. you're in the program. So, um, like, when I was a member in the program, I, I took my trip to Maryland and to the Washington, D.C. area and had the chance mm-hmm. to connect with other former program members um, mm-hmm. throughout that those couple of days through that week. And so I think... You know, uh, over the past two or three years, I've probably hosted, you know, or at least facilitated between eight, ten um, other program members who are coming through the North Carolina area mm-hmm. um, and facilitated their office visits um, at oh. our ACC headquarters. So that that's also another way I get to, you know, meet current PGIP, you know, members mm-hmm. every single year, and I keep, you know, pressing uh, Didi Merritt and Marissa Robinson to please continue to send them our way um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we we love being able to meet um, you know the the next leaders the future leaders in in athletic administration um, and to to give them a glimpse a glimpse of our offices um, and connect them to our institutions and to to continue to pay it forward um, but I've also had you know student current students grad students um, any individuals just, just reaching out to me because I am always available. Um if if you show initiative and and you know send me a cold email, I will respond um and and try to pay it forward because um of the mentors that I've had that did the same for me. Christine Hampton,
0: associate athletic director, executive director of athletic athletics academics at Mississippi State University. What is your best basketball tournament memory and what is the best part of your job?
1: Best basketball tournament memory um, so I'm gonna make that a twofold answer because uh my best tournament memory I guess as blushing working and working um for a tournament would probably be a tie between um working with the NCAA women's final four in Dallas, um, mm-hmm. which was also when uh, Morgan Williams for Mississippi State hit the last second oh. shot to beat Connecticut. Yeah, wow, so that was that was that tournament, um, and you know just everybody I'm sure has has seen that clip um, mm-hmm. and and just being able to be a, a part of that of the staff or, or bringing the the event to life um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is is was a remarkable experience um but but also just working you know my first tournament women ACC women's basketball tournament here um in in 2018 so that those two working experiences were probably top for me um but you know i i can watch basketball all day so it, it's it's watching basketball experience wise my the best memory i'd have would probably be uh the final four when Arike Agumawale hit those two buzzer beaters mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know and just being in the building and being able to see that live was mm-hmm. was just phenomenal so
0: Susette McQueen of the mm-hmm. CIAA, what are some ways the ACC is working to advance women's basketball in terms of media exposure
1: Mhm Great question um and a very timely question as well um as we have launched uh the ACC network this is our first year of having the ACC network um live um which is you know um a platform it's its own standalone channel um mm-hmm. and you know th- we this is actually a year where we have uh increased our conference game schedule as well so this is is our first year of an 18 game conference schedule for women's basketball uh-huh. um but as far as media exposure the ACC network um itself is actually broadcasting um, or has already broadcasted, you know, 60 of our regular season games um, mm-hmm. and, you know, just brings an infinite amount of exposure to to that platform. But also we still have, you know, 12 or so games that are airing on ESPN platforms. Mm-hmm. And the rest of, of of our regular season conference games Um Will be on ACC Network Extra or ESPN three. Um, you know it. They are all televised um, in some form or fashion. So I think the network just gives us more exposure, um, more opportunities for for our game to be visible, um, mm-hmm. and and for those who, um, you know, may not necessarily have access to ESPN three or or that type of streaming, but since the network is, you know, a a, a regular TV channel, you know, it mm-hmm. just brings a little more ease of access um, to, to finding those games. Um, is it a paid platform? It, so it, it does, it depends on um, which cable provider you have. Um, mm-hmm. As we are easing into our, um, well, this is our first year of the ACC network, but um, you know, more and more cable providers and satellite providers are are signing on to the network and providing it. Um, mm-hmm. How about
0: people to cut the cord, like me?
1: Oh, I I cut the cord too, so I have access to on YouTube TV, Hulu okay. TV. um So well, it, it is you available. you do YouTube. Yes. Yep. YouTube okay. TV. I have I have YouTube TV. I actually don't have cable or satellite any any of that either. So. Oh wow. <laughs> We're
0: new age. We're new age. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's my next question, Renee Edwards, Mississippi Valley State University. How did your experience studying and playing the island help you in your current position, and how can others get involved with Sports Changes Life program?
1: All right. So I will start off with the second question. Um, just, just how do you get involved with Sports Changes Life? You know, I admittedly stumbled upon it because I was online one day um and i believe actually my my mother or somebody else had sent me opportunities cuz i i was aw- vaguely aware of of other opportunities in england where you could you know pursue your master's degree universities would give you a scholarship either a full scholarship partial scholarship um towards that master's degree and you could continue to play your respective sport mm-hmm. um and so i i kept looking for opportunities that would pay for I mean, frankly, my entire master's degree, mm-hmm. and stumbled upon you know the Sport Changes Life um, Victory Scholar Program, and you know they they have a website online, and it's it's SportChangesLife.com, uh-huh. um, and you know they have a list of all former um, program members, um, and so I, but this was I was a part of the 2014-2015 class. Um, and it details, you know, the application process, you know, which which are their partner universities in Ireland, um are committed for the next year. Uh and and just kind of gives gives insights um and even, you know, I, blog posts from current members um and it just kind of gives you a that that peek into what the experience is all about. So they do have a website, uh, sportchangeslife.com. If if there are any, you know, student athletes that are interested, um, please feel free to pass that on. As I had a great experience, you know, I learned a lot. uh, And this kind of ties into the the first question. Um, I think one of the things, the main things that I'd learned from my experience in Ireland was, uh, one, just an understanding of of really just, you know, truly how big the world is, Mm -hmm. you know, being over, you know, visiting a country for a couple of days or even for a week is very different from living in a different mm-hmm. country for an extended mm-hmm. period of time. Um, and I, I always knew that I, I wanted, if I had the chance, I wanted to to live abroad um, okay. or play abroad at least for, you know, a, a period of time before starting my, you know, my real jobs things like that oh, but uh okay. um being able to be in a country where frankly you know I could communicate pretty easily mm-hmm, um, uh-huh. it was was definitely a plus um and they I mean they they love you know ath- athletics they love basketball um mm-hmm. over in Ireland um and it, it's almost you know, just very refreshing to see, uh, just just how um, genuine and how passionate they are about sports in general. Um, because in Ireland, they you know they don't have athletic scholarships for mm. for college. Um, they, their their system is a is a club or organization based um, system where you can essentially play in a club from any age on. Um, mm. So their concept of of college scholarships and you know, me explaining to my teammates, you know, just how much we pay for college in the US and how important college scholarships are, you know, was kind of mind blowing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I you know, I had a great experience just being over there for two seasons, made a ton of friends. I had the chance to live with an Irish family, you know, my second mm-hmm. year while I was there. Um and, you know, Ireland itself is a pretty small country, um, it's, you know, about the same size as probably North Carolina, um, and, and being able to, to have that experience, to become embedded in that culture, um, and even just to see how, you know, individuals in Ireland kind of view the United States,
0: mm-hmm. and, and
1: just to kind of get that, that world view on how are we perceived, you know, mm-hmm. by, by other countries, um. And and so, yeah, I, I learned a lot. I had a different lot of different perspectives from my experience.
0: Nakia Robbins-Thompson of Delaware State University, what books have you read that shaped your leadership style?
1: Another great question. I uh, I will say leadership books that I've read that have really kind of resonated with me um, are ones that I've read either from honestly from high school or from my college experiences Mm -hmm. um now i'm more of a a fiction um Mm -hmm. type of Mm -hmm. book reader but Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. from an early age i was clinging on to the pat summit books and the Mm -hmm. vivian stringer um, book as well and uh just wanted to glean as much knowledge from them from their perspective as female coaches to um what their i you know what their Leadership philosophies are what were their experiences that kind of got them to that um, philosophy as well. But even just um, re- reading those two books kind of set the foundation of how uh, sports and participation in sports um, kind of reflects on on my professional uh, values as well. And then um, one leadership book that really stuck with me, you know in college um that actually one of my uh basketball coaches you know encouraged us to read was the energy bus mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and and that kind of you know highlights the kind of the positivity that I was speaking of earlier um and and how to um you know continue to put that forward and and you know that 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 book I try to go back and reread it um every few years but mm-hmm, um it has really mm-hmm. has really stuck with me um for a long time.
0: Okay. Well, I got like 6 minutes. So
1: Rob <laughs> Knox
0: of Townsend <laughs> University. Uh he wants to know what methods or ways help you conquer any career af- adversity.
1: Mm-hmm. Conquer. Okay. For me, um and it's not an easy thing to do um but is, is to keep perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way that I do that may differ on what the obstacle may be at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of times for me, I, I I enjoy being busy. I enjoy to, you know, find different things to, to do in whatever downtime I may have. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me right now, I've, this i've started to uh dabble in you know a little bit of, of basketball officiating you know oh. at the middle school and you know jv basketball level and you know it 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 is gives me a you know a different perspective for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know <laughs> i've learned a lot during my first adversity year. quite often yeah, I'm sure. yeah. <laughs> adversity quite often you know i i have the perspective and it's not an easy job you know if it was easy then I feel like a lot more people would do it but it's Mm -hmm, not easy mm -hmm, um and you know doing that has given me the chance to you know sometimes just step away for an hour or two and only focus on this game Mm -hmm. and not worry about whatever else is going on at the time um and and basically just just a way to kind of step back and step away you know, get involved and kind of realize like the the joy or like the, the um grassroots kind of start of athletics and, and reflecting back on my time whenever I was that, you know, little kid running around. But um, you know, just, just little things kind of like that that helps me kind of step away from whatever obstacle that I'm that I'm facing at that time. Um or or just and even just sounding off being able to reach out to my mentors And and sometimes just kind of ask questions, um, that that really gives me like a sounding board to um, reflect and and you know keep things in perspective. I I just that's the main thing for me is is keeping in perspective and Mm -hmm. finding yeah see the see the big picture Mm -hmm. like you said
0: yeah that's why I say growth mindset versus fixed mindset right
1: because your mind
0: is always growing. And right. seeing it from a different perspective, then it's like seeing it from the clouds instead of seeing it from down below.
1: Right. So right. That's, Perfect. That's
0: key. Yeah, that's that's key. So I got two. Que- I got one question that's really the same question of two people. So okay. the first the the first person asked the question was Anisha Curry. She's the first female assistant basketball coach, women, mm-hmm. at at a Division One men's program. And mm-hmm. then Arlena uh, Richardson, owner of Richardson Agency, they both have a similar question. Um, and I'll just frame it like this What is your reaction and response to where are all the women coaches? Mm-hmm. Article by the New York Times. And what kind of uh, strategies do you think would be helpful? Because you gave a strategy about the women's game, but how about mm-hmm. women coaching men's programs? Women just coaching, period, to be honest with you.
1: Okay. Women coaching in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just to kind of summarize briefly um, that article, um, you know, the numbers of, of women coaching um, women's sports programs has decreased significantly, um, and just women coaching in general. So um, the the article, and there's a video attached to the article, that I believe kind of um, gives more statistics and background and context and information all the way back to Title IX. And uh, my reaction is you know that I completely agree with um, with the insight and the opinions and and the reaction that something needs to be done. And I also think that you know there are, there are multiple aspects to figuring out why there's a decrease in women coaching mm-hmm. either women coaching women's programs or women coaching men's programs but mm-hmm. um I think it 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 does start with our administration or administrators mm-hmm. um you know mm-hmm. I I'm not sure what the percentage is but very small percentage of women um as mm-hmm. athletic directors in those hiring positions mm-hmm. um so I think that is definitely um, an area where, as we see more female administrators, um, that the number mm-hmm. will continue to increase. But I also think it starts at a grassroots level too. At a certain point, mm-hmm. you know, I was reflecting back on my you know former coaches, and I had male coaches from middle school to high school to AAU, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I was blessed to have female coaches in in college, mm-hmm. um, oh. head coaches. So you know, at an early age, it is coaching, you know, seen as, you know, to to young girls and young women, you know, is, is that being promoted, um, or is it, I, I think it's continuing to be promoted, um, mm-hmm. but I also just think that, um, you know, speaking for women's basketball specifically, the WBCA has a Mm -hmm. program for former former student-athletes, former women's basketball players called So You Want to Be a Coach.
0: Yeah, Coach. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and I actually participated in that program, you know, my senior year in 2014 um, as I was going back and forth if I wanted to coach or go into administration. So targeting, you know, those former student-athletes and um, providing them with the program or, or with the insight and even just with the opportunity, like, to To be a grad assistant to assist with different um, aspects of coaching, you know, gives them that experience and will help, hopefully, um, help them to want to continue to coach. Um, but even understanding that coaching comes in different ways, because mm-hmm. you know, I I coach at the YMCA here in town. You know, I coach, you know, uh, soccer. I coach youth basketball um, and. Because I made that decision that I wanted to go into administration, even but even though I I still enjoy coaching, it has now become a volunteer mindset for me oh. for coaching, um, and so I, I think there's just a lot of different aspects to to the issue. Um, but the main two that I, I wanted to highlight was was more on our administration, mm-hmm. institutional campuses. What can we do to um get more women into those hiring positions mm-hmm. um but also understanding too that uh you know sometimes uh the work culture um also needs to you know be a little more creative or be a little more um I think just open. kind of geared towards women, yes, open. Yeah, towards, open to yeah, right. to,
0: to, to, yeah, inclusive of the needs yes, of being a Yes, inclusive. Don't have right. meetings at the same time you got to pick a yeah. child up for work. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. I got that. All of that, all of that, yeah. 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 So I, that, that's yeah. Why, That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So our time is up, dear.
1: All right. Well, I, thank you. <laughs>
0: you're very, very welcome. This has been quite, quite, quite a great show. I want to say thank you so much for your time.
1: Yes, and thank you again for inviting me and for having me on, on the show. I had a, I had a great time, and, and thank you for everyone who sent in questions. Um, I know I went over a little bit, but I really appreciate you having me again. Monique. No and thank you so
0: much for Christina Lockley for serving as an engineer. Join us next Wednesday at 10 a.m. for uh, follow-ups on guests and podcast guests. Join us on Facebook's A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith. Have a significant rest of the day.